Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day, where day by day we're walking through 1 Samuel. We're in chapter 2 where we see Hophni and Phinehas, who were the deepest type of evil because they did not have any regard for the Lord, His preeminence over them, or His worship. They were of a deep wickedness because they exalted themselves and their own desires over the clear directives and words of God. But that's not all. It gets worse. You keep reading in the text and you discover that not only was their leadership of the people terrible, but Hophni and Phinehas were committing great sexual sin as well, taking advantage of the women who were to be helping in the service of the temple. And everyone in Israel knew what was going on. And what made the matter descend further into evilness was that Eli, the high priest, the boy's father, knew about it as well and did very little. Here's Eli, who was quick to scold Hannah for what seemed like to him as drunkenness, but who was unwilling to forcefully confront his own sons. And we see the first consequence of all of this in verse 25. It says, They would not listen to the voice of their father, for it was the will of the Lord to put them to death. Now, don't just zip past that verse. It did not say that Hophni and Phinehas refused to listen to their father, therefore the Lord decided to put them to death. It says the inverse of that. It pleased the Lord to put them to death, therefore they would not listen to the voice of their father. In other words, their resistance to their father's words was not the reason for God's punishment, but rather the result of God's punishment. And it was a perfectly righteous judgment which pleased the Lord. It's not that God takes pleasure in killing, but rather He is satisfied in justice and righteousness. Don't forget, don't separate verse 25 from the rest of this context. These men were trashing God's word, and they were trashing God's people, and they were trashing God's worship. This text teaches that a person can be so unmoved by their own rebellion that God fixes it as the permanent position of their heart so that they remain unaffected, unmoved by any warnings of judgment or calls to repentance. We see this take place in Romans chapter 1 and verse 18 where it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. So follow this closely. Men have the truth of God and they push it away. Their life pushes it down and away the plain revelation of God. And then watch what happens. The text goes on to say, Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and they worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator. And right here we may start asking very silly questions like, Well, at what point does God do this? How many times can a man suppress the truth of God before God turns him over to that suppression? We may want to question the goodness of God, the mercy of God. But can I warn you even of that? Job played that game with God and came out realizing that he had nothing to stand on. When we see a text like this in 1 Samuel or in Romans chapter 1, our response should not be to play dumb games with the holiness of God. It should cause us to tremble and to cry out, Lord, melt my heart. It should cause us to want our own hard-heartedness to be shattered to pieces because we realize that there is a God who can righteously make a man unmoved by pleas of repentance. Today when you pray, please pray for Sir Pong Yaobang and his family, our missionaries in Thailand. And also remember the Kagogo Word broadcast that's heard in Tanzania.